So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. So I want to talk about innovation today. I want to talk about pivoting. I want to talk about adjusting, but I'll give you some insight. Ready? So I coach 17 different CEOs of real estate companies. One has 90,000 agents for context. One has 27,000 agents uh, throughout all of Europe, right? So, you know, these are major players in the space. We did a sort of late April, early May survey from, you know, executives to managers. And here's what we discovered. About 45% of every real estate agent took a 12-week unpaid vacation. They, they essentially, they furloughed themselves. And yes, some of them were in non-essential markets. There was only a few left at the end. Um, you know, New York, obviously very, you know, very fickle. Um, you know, Hoboken, as an example, where one of my top clients works. Uh, but, you know, places like Philadelphia, where they were completely shut down and couldn't do anything, or parts of Detroit, where they were shut down. And yet, with all of that going on, you're exactly right. It really is those that did the work and those that were in a state of fear. And I, and I don't mean to dumb that's, it down to just that that's, simple, but that's- that's, al that's always the case. But yeah. I assume there's micro, so that's yes, period. Of course. I mean, yeah. that's just always the case. Like there is no, there is no success in being crippled by fear and no. curling up, right? right? Now, do not confuse that with being thoughtful and conservative, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, I thought it was appropriate for people to hoard cash and not, you know, there was a lot of money to be made in real estate, excuse me, in the stock market in that two week period. Yeah. But I didn't deploy capital into it, even though I thought there was some opportunity because it was just too early. I don't like making decisions when you don't have all the information. Bingo. Well, um, do you but, think now, cause please. look, so we're 10809 days ish into, as we're recording this, at least certainly from California in, in a stay at home, work from home environment. Do you think there's enough time that's now passed that we can, you know, have a deeper, more insightful projection into the future? I don't, but I, but I'm also not a macro global economic kind of like savant. And so what I mean by that is we've printed a lot of money. The people that need it most have stunningly spent it. Mm -hmm. um, as of this second, you know, the situation seems really in flux you know, Americans and humans in general don't have the greatest patience. And right now people are super out and about. And I think we've seen, you know, staggering growth in certain markets and Florida and Texas and Arizona have been well-documented, but I don't, but I don't, but I think these are in cycles, you know, yeah. all of a sudden New York and New Jersey looks good. And then I have a feeling come September, they won't look good because now we're good and we're going to go out. So I, I think we're in a real pickle here. I don't think, I don't think, um, first of all, we've created a, a society where everything is politicized. The fact that wearing a mask or not wearing a mask is a political issue is really unfortunate. Regardless of what the right answer is, it means that 50% are not gonna agree. And so I think that we're in a really tricky spot here. I, I'm not saying, well, this is where we're at. I think that the, I think there's a lot of people out of jobs. I think there's gonna be more people out of jobs again as a second wave kicks in. I think the fall and winter is, is confusing. 
no, this is, I'm, I'm personally not in a place of like, oh, this yeah. is figured out just yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think that the ability to work from home for a lot of businesses is figured out. I at VaynerMedia feel like comfortable if people have work from home now in comparison at scale compared to what I went into this year thinking. So I think there's some things that are obvious, but I don't think that the macro like, oh, the economy's great or not great yeah. um, has been figured out. And the longer this lasts, and again, I think knowing this is a real estate podcast, you know, I mean, I think Manhattan's got some real challenges. People are moving out. And I yep. think if this really lasts until next March, you know, you could see people getting really impatient. And, um, and I think, uh, and from work from home, a lot of reasons people like to live in Manhattan is their offices here and they don't like to commute. Well, imagine a world where those individuals only have to come into work once or twice a week instead of five days a week. All of a sudden the suburbs of Manhattan become very attractive very fast. You're, yeah. You're seeing the same thing though in Seattle. You're seeing the same thing in a lot of vertical living environments. Like that's, that's become sort of the new norm. I, the data isn't out enough beyond the stories, right? There's a lot of stories of everybody's going to the Hamptons. Everybody's going to Connecticut. Right. Everybody's going to New Jersey. Everybody's right. going to Florida, but the data isn't out. There's a lot of online data that says the searches are, are massive from sort of these uh, big industrialized cities to out to the outskirts. So we're seeing that leading indicator, but we don't have enough data yet to say with absolutism, people are leaving, right? That's I, right. And I, I think the people that tend to make money in business are the ones who see enough data to make a conviction, right? Like the data isn't, the data wasn't there on social media when I bet the farm. The data wasn't there yet right. on sports right. cards, a funny thing that I've been investing in the last two and a half years, two years ago, but, but, it, but it then showed. The data wasn't there that podcast ads were a good idea. So I'm comfortable, you know, I'm not in the real estate business, yeah. um, but, but in the places where I pay very close attention to, to your point, if you wait too long for the data that everybody understands, the arbitrage is gone. And so yeah. it's going to be very interesting. I, um, I'm very curious on how it's all going to play out. Um, but it, I know anecdotally in story form that a lot of my real estate agent friends that are selling in Manhattan are kind of checked out and taking the summer off because it's real, real, real slow. Yep. And then the Westchester, Jersey, Connecticut, you know, friends, and obviously my sister in Jersey um, seem to be awfully busy. It's you than they've been in a long time, especially places like Connecticut. That state has has historically, at least for the last decade and a half, not done well from a residential real estate standpoint. And today, the $5 million listing that had been on the market for three years is now getting multiple offers. So there's some real data around there. It's, it's really interesting. Um, let's, I actually wrote down for you, ready? Eight yeah. different just words and phrases. Sure. Things that, uh, things that you know, we've talked about, things that I hear you talking about. Um, the first one, you ready? I, I wrote down yep. the word patience. Yes. And what I wrote down was your dad, my dad, us, we're like bricklayers, right? Sort of metaphorically, whether it's building the story of our life or we're building the, you know, the, the castle, if you will, metaphorically, most people struggle with patience. And at a time like this, when I think it's really important, what are your thoughts around patience, especially for young or rock star real estate professionals? You know, patience 
is um, a true business strength, true business strength, true life strength mm-hmm. that is uncomfortably not cool, which is why I think I got on it about three to five years ago very loud. Um, I think it actually is a byproduct of people's deep need to seem successful to others. Yeah, 100%. And, that's, and you know, a lot of the way I think about homes and other assets, or even calling yourself an entrepreneur, come from this. I think people overextend themselves across the board on everything from clothes to, um, to homes with a 80 to 90% being grounded in other people's opinions. Right. And I think that when you can eliminate that judgment, whether it's your parents or your neighbors or the Joneses or social media, all of a sudden patience becomes easier. But when you're, when you're living under your means instead of over your means and you do worry about like people thinking you drive a shitty car, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, patience becomes harder. So I think patience actually has a very close correlation to confidence. Um, and uh, I think about that a lot. And I, I'm a big, big, big fan of patience. I really am. I think it really, really matters. What do you, if you were sitting with someone today who just like they get it, but they don't apply it, what would you say or do? With I, I think so many why, people get it. I ask them why. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing I poke yeah. with friends and family. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, when you have like an hour and a half over dinner and some glasses of wine or three hours in the backyard or, or you work with them and you get the answer over a week, a lot of it comes down to judgment. Yeah. yeah. The, eventually, this, uh, you'll, you'll, eventually you'll get something like, well, my brother has a home in Connecticut or bingo. because my dad's been looking or, yeah. you know, Always. All my friends in college are married. You know, like mm-hmm. you're, you're going to mm-hmm. get somewhere eventually to a place where they're going to say something about someone else. And that's the trigger. That's the insight. That's the. That's the hook. That's the hook. That's when I jump in and I'm like, please, please, let's debate this because living your life predicated on that judgment is going to often lead to not a happy place. Like, what do you want? Like, are yeah. you con- like, I was super content in my crappy apartment in my twenties because it was super close to the store. And I, you know, I like waking up at eight 30 and being in the store by yeah. nine, you know, like, yeah. like, yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. The practicality, which the most practicality people, because yeah. I just couldn't hear the noise from the outside, whether that was yeah. my parents, my siblings, my friends, you know, the, the broader world. And that really helped me. It helped me be happy. And that's ultimately what I want for people. I want them to be happy. And unfortunately, a lot of people associate, money with happiness and it just it is so obviously not true and that's why some of these things like patience have become very important building blocks for me to communicate around especially as i felt that more people were following me i started Mm -hmm. to convert from you know being flattered to feeling obligated and so i started stretching myself over the last half decade to really challenge myself and figure out why has this worked for me what's working for me and how, and how do I communicate these things? And, and end up being a lot of soft skills and traits that haven't historically been associated with alpha business leaders. And, right. um, and that's, I think, what's been a little bit unique about it and, and has been enjoyable to go through that process. 
Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. Yeah, people, uh, people don't get that you can have an enormous capacity to care and be a great business leader. Right? That's right. And I think we, people think business is too much dog eats dog, like step yeah. on people. And yeah. I, just, I just don't see it that way. I see the world far more abundant than those individuals. Yeah. I agree. Before we're done, by the way, for the people that are listening, one of the questions I'm going to ask you at the very end is, social's pretty noisy. What does a new agent do? What does a crafty veteran do? And what's a team leader do? But I'm going to save that. Okay. Um, the second thing I wrote down is content creation. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people out there that, I don't think, I know there's a lot of people out there that struggle with, I just, you know, A, how much do I post? And B, is anybody going <clears throat> is anybody going to care? Or, or, or the better one is, I don't even know what to post. Yeah. What, what do you say to that person? Give us some, like, what's some practical, tactical things of like, not just getting over it, but just, hey, how much, in your opinion, should somebody be posting today on all as different much, platforms? As much as humanly possible. I, I, I don't, that. I, my speaking to that is very simple. It is absolutely the way that people discover people. You're yeah. a person that sells real estate or a team leader, or you're trying to attract people to your brokerage or, yeah. or you're trying to build credibility in a town because you're expanding into that town because you've kind of, you know, you know, saturated your current market and you want to go a little further out of your zone. Um, as far as like what, I'm a very big fan of documenting versus creating. I think when people mm -hmm. think they have to make a video, it's hard, but if they just, you know, give some thought to like, I mean, I would almost, if you just made a video every day and looked at your calendar and just spoke to your day, yeah, it's just, it might help somebody. I think, who are you as a human? I think too many real estate agents think about putting out content that looks professional instead of just being the guy or gal that they are. Like yeah. a real estate agent right now in Kansas City posting that they're excited that the Royals are coming back may actually, I mean, like, you, you know, you know this about yeah. me. I already brought up with the Jets, like, Yep. You know, like the jets matter to me a lot more than if you had 14 or four years of experience selling homes and like a, people make everybody knows this people make decisions based on people. Almost everybody listening right now had no idea what they were doing when they sold their first five homes. Right. You, right. You learned right. it along the way. Right. And so those first five people were either family relationships, acquaintances, serendipity. Or, lucky. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or likability, right. You're just mm -hmm. a likable person. And that likability might be you're attractive, like that's real life, or you're funny, or you did something well before, or you were the high school quarterback, and you, or your high school friend. There's a million variables that go into it. But as far as content creation, that also goes into self-esteem and lack of uh, confidence slash deep insecurity. Most people talk themselves out of it because they're not confident. They're worried that they're worried about the judgment. They're worried that people are gonna say their lighting was bad or that was stupid or, it's just fear. Fear is an incredibly yeah. devastating um, energy in the world and leads to so much bad. And, it, and in this very micro version of business bad, not putting out content on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. I mean, 
LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram on a daily basis to not have at least one post as a real estate agent seems to me so stunningly, shockingly big of a miss. It's just a missed opportunity. Right. I mean, why did you buy Bench? Yeah, it goes up there with like not calling your own past clients in sphere. Do you know what I mean? It goes up there with like not uh, asking for referrals. Like that's how big of a miss. I agree. I, I think it's oxygen. I mean, and you can do it a million different ways. Maybe you become friends with prior clients. You actually ask them, hey, do you want to do a video of like, sto-? like I think story time is something I've been thinking a lot about. People struggling yeah. with making content. I've been thinking a lot about like, hey, start something called story time and just tell stories. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Janice, you know, from Remax. You know, like, uh, let me tell you a story. My third house I ever sold. Oh God, what a disaster. I was, you know, like, I think, I mean, it's what real estate agents do with each other when they hang out, right? Story time. So I, I I think that, um, I think that there's a million things to do. You could put, you know, you've heard this. I I think when I was on stage in 09, it was one of my first times saying it, be the mayor of your town, you know, interviewing people, reviewing things, school system, data, putting out a video. I mean, what we were talking about already, like, yeah, if you're, if you're, in you know outside of pennsylvania in the jersey suburbs put out a video or a picture that talks about the increase in how many homes have sold in cherry hill i don't know like these are these are all things that are very realistic i know this know this it is very black and white obvious at this point a decade plus in that the lack of social media is leaving out opportunity now you may be the cliche 36 year vet You've been doing this for 36 years. You're, you're, you're 58 years old. You are the queen bee and you feel like you don't need it. What I keep reminding those individuals and I've started hearing from them in the last half decade is that's fine, but every second that means you're losing market share. And until the point where it might not be sustainable and unless you've saved and you're in a great place, if you plan on, I would say this, the story goes to, if you plan on working another 12 years, you don't want your last six years to be crappy. And so I, I would say the only individuals that, that shouldn't be required to put out three, four pieces of content a day on social across three, four, five platforms are the individuals who are retiring within the next half decade. Right. And if they sell no homes in that next half decade are in financial stability to have everything they want in their post-retirement world. If you're not one of those individuals, you really need to debate how to figure out how to put out more content because it's every second it's becoming a bigger variable of how people make decisions on who they work with. So I would, uh, I agree. And then I would argue that point. And here's what I would say right now with the average real estate professional being you know 57 58 years old which means there's a whole bunch like maybe judy johnson from connecticut who might be listening or watching this who's one of our clients who's 92 right so here's i mean gary by the way hashtag be like judy right judy's making her phone calls she's hustling right my idol Um, but here's here's what i tell people like when they're in that position because i remember remember in 2009 you were like look look if you're going to retire in five years you can watch me i'm entertaining but you know you're not going to do any of this stuff who cares what I say to those agents now is seven years ago, I started saying agents are going to start selling their businesses. They're going to start selling the trust that they established in a marketplace. They're going to sell their client list. And that gives them an, a very real opportunity to retire. So I would counter that just with a different insight is 
if you are that agent and you're listening right now and you're 62 years old and you think, oh my God, I'm already done and I paid off my house and I own a couple of rental properties, why do this? I would say, why not extend your brand and sell your business? How are you going to do that? You got to be relevant today, right? It, it can't just be the postcards because now every one of those people, we all know that, I mean, even the US Postal Service puts it out. If you do social and postcards, you get a better response. Like doing and by the that way, by to the extend way, your brand and, is key. And, and by the way, let there be no confusion because I've A-B tested this to the moon, billions of dollars in media spent through my companies. There is no comparison to direct mail versus Facebook. If you do Facebook properly, they're right. not even in the same world. So Gary, there's no doubt, right? And, and as, a, as a company, we've been talking about, uh, you know, sort of let's call it multi-channel marketing, right? YouTube, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, both the content creation as well as the boosting side and, and the direct ads. We, we know, and I think my, my community say, listen to this, they're going check, 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 check. Yes, yes, yep. yes. Yep. Let's, let's, switch, let's switch gears. Um, we talked content creation. Let's talk about innovation. The thing that I that I've always uh, admired about you and and other others, you know, that are that that do what we do, we continue to evolve. I see a lot of people getting stuck. What are your thoughts around just innovation and and reengineering yourself and and getting better, being relevant to your customer? What are your thoughts? It's about not falling in love with what got you there. Yeah. You know, to me, when not if, when social media is not the dominant current way to communicate, I'm going to be thrilled. I feel no emotional tie towards social, even though that's where most people see me right now. Yeah. No different than when I was a wine guy and started doing business content. Everyone was confused and this and that. And I'm just like, this is just real to me. You know, if I started doing business content in the late nineties, I would have been the email and Google AdWords guy. That's right. That's right. So I, um, the answer to your question is don't, don't get, and this goes back to the postcards. This goes yeah. back to the bench ads. This goes back to being part of the chamber of commerce or email or Google AdWords or Facebook. It's, I'm just too scared to not continue to try to challenge myself. You know, I have no interest in, I mean, the amount of people that are going to lose because they're 100% Instagram now and Instagram will evolve right. over the next five years right. and not be Instagram as we know it. Yeah. It's going to be very heavy. And so you've got to continue to challenge yourself. We're already seeing that. Look at all the influencers. I mean, I'm not kidding. Guy moves in like, you know, 10 houses down from me, rents this, uh, this ocean view pad and out front Lamborghini, you know, just it's one hot shot car after thing, another, yeah. right? I mean, stereotype on his door. My son said he had some symbol for whatever his Instagram was like on his front door, right? Like the ego, like I wanted to punch the guy, right? I wanted to walk by and literally scratch his car. I didn't, but you know what I mean? Just like, I just see that. Are you ready? COVID hits within two weeks, he's out of the house. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and, We've and already seen way, it. I thought the punchline of that story was going to be that he's actually a TikTok celebrity, not Instagram, right? Like things evolve, <laughs> things evolve. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's very, very important to put yourself out of business before somebody else does it for you. Right. And so I, I innovate out of necessity. I test Alexa skills, even though they're yeah. not real yet. Yeah. I look at AR and VR. I look at machine learning. I look at messaging. I've been very aggressive on text platform. Yep. Um, Th you know. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so these, these are real things. And so, you know, I, I think that, um, 
I just view it again as oxygen, no different than content creation, not getting caught up in what got me here. And so I will continue to look at, you know, every, you know, advertising in esports and, mm-hmm. and Twitch, and wherever. TikTok, and by the way, TikTok's on the cusp of being 30 to 40 year old all day long. And so yep. I could see TikTok being a big conversation in real estate, you know, in the coming months. And I'm sure there's plenty of real estate agents who've already sold a house from a single post on TikTok. And I know that's not the conversation in the real estate world. And so, you know, there that's just the game. It's always been the game and always will be. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.